Y'all want to know what taking this whole sex shit to the next level be like? A Southwest Airlines passenger was recently arrested sometime earlier this month for masturbating about four times during a flight. Now, the passenger has been accused of exposing his private parts to a woman and pleasuring himself on a two and a half hour flight from Seattle to Phoenix. Now, in an interview with FBI agents, McGarity admitted to masturbating on the plane, but he dismissed any scenario of involving the female passenger who witnessed his sexually explicit display as being kind of kinky. So, in other words, you're telling me that this babe actually watched this guy jerk off three times before suddenly thinking to herself, you know what, this is common indecency, let me report it. Because I'm wondering, like the first time did she look and be like, okay, let me see what comes out. Alright, looks like a milky substance, I think that's cum. Let's see what comes out the second time, is it rainbows? No. Oh, it's just cum. Let me see what comes out the third time. Ah shit, it's cum again. Alright, you know what, I'm done with this. Excuse me, we have a young man masturbating in front of me. Can somebody help please? So, according to the way this story was sort of worded from like headline all the way till the end, I kind of had a couple of questions. Like, the main ones being, was him being arrested as a result of him masturbating? Masturbating in front of someone or, you know, someone seeing him masturbating? Or the fact that he did it four times? Because... Honestly, like, I do not see why it is these people actually had to go and, like, arrest this guy and take him in for questioning just because he masturbated. Like, people have been on the Mile High Club for such a long time. People have been having sex on the air for a very long time. And suddenly, because a guy wants to go and experience that shit in 1P and take his cum to new levels, y'all are suddenly catching a feeling about it. Like, that shit seems unfair as hell. Because you kind of think about it. When you look at the entire story, like this guy was literally on his own just doing his own thing. Like there is nothing as harmless as a man who is masturbating. Like there's times when a nigga can come and you can think that he's vulnerable. Trust me, when a nigga is masturbating, he's at his most harmless. So I don't see why it is that you'd want to arrest such a person. If anything, you just take them to the side and you ask them not to do that shit and probably like give them like a ticket or like a misdemeanor charge or some shit at the very most. But someone's arresting him for some shit like public indecency, of which even that public indecency is a little bit questionable because how is it that this woman saw this man jerk off three times and did absolutely nothing but on the fourth time, that's when she was like, you know what, I should definitely report this shit. Like, it don't make sense at all. It does not make sense at all. Which is why, to a certain degree, I do kind of think that this woman actually did find it to be kind of kinky. Because there are babes who are into that kind of shit. If you think I'm lying, go ahead and Google voyeurism. Like, people are actually genuinely turned on by seeing someone else either self-pleasuring, getting fucked by another person, just generally just watching the other person achieve some form of pleasure or some shit like that. So, I'm guessing she probably had her pleasure, and she probably even masturbated herself, and because, not unless if you're squirting for a woman you can masturbate and not be noticed, she decided to report this nigga because double standards. Like, that's honestly what I'm seeing with all of this. But... All in all, I am actually more interested in his findings from, you know, like nutting at such a high level above the ground. Does it feel better? Does it come float or some shit? Like, I'm genuinely curious about that. And also, it actually does make for a very good Southwest Airlines ad campaign. Because you just do a simple voiceover over the entire story and you're like, Welcome to Southwest Airlines, where we take the pleasure to a whole new level.
While our cockpit is mainly for technical use, we'd like to believe that our cabin can give you even up to four times more pleasure if you actually experience it with us. Fly Southwest Airlines, coming to a new level near you. Alright, I'm done goofing around. Where the hell is this intro? Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who wants to take his things down south to a new level, which is why we fly Southwest Airlines. He's a man who wants to believe that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denverby. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can sing it along with me because it almost sounds like a song. And if you don't know the drill, maybe because it's your first time or, you know, you just don't like remembering shit, then I am here to repeat it for you because it is your way of contributing to the many discussions that we have on this podcast and more so on this particular show. Because it's usually about the other people's opinions and a lot less about mine. I usually just critique that shit, but I usually like to listen to the opinions and to the different thoughts of other people so the drill is pretty simple and it goes like this you see that tweet you like that tweet you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at bagaka the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle and i will take it from there and i will handle it accordingly on facebook and on instagram if it happens to be a screenshot if it happens to be a screen grab hell if it even happens to be a screen video then the place to send it to is at breaktime on westside on facebook and also at breaktime on westside on ig and from there i can take them and handle them accordingly now also if you do happen to use an app that allows for ratings and reviews a rating and or review would be highly appreciated you know keeps me up on the charts you know just the same way i appreciate each and every one of you that actually shares my content to other people and tells them you know what this is someone that might have something to talk about so you might as well just listen to this person or just have it playing and shit but anyways that said we do definitely need to move it on we have about four tweets one of them with a video quite a lot to discuss so i might as well just get right into it now there was this particular tweet that was posted up which actually had a video it was about a lady who had said after three years she told her boyfriend to marry her or she was going to move to vegas and his reaction throughout the entire thing was actually pretty surprising to her so i'm gonna play the video for you then we're gonna discuss it just the same way we always do so here it is after I gave him the ultimatum, he just looked at me in my face and was like, if you feel like you need to move, move. And so we went through three months of like chicken where I had no friends in Vegas, no family in Vegas. I just really blurted that out. I did not mean it. I had no intention. I had no job. I had nothing. I had no plans on moving to Vegas. I thought I was going to force this man to propose to me. For three months, he was like, do what you got to do. You want to move, move. So the last day I was putting my stuff in the car, he came over and helped me put my stuff in the car. And we putting stuff in the trunk and I just start crying. I'm like, you really going to let me leave? He looked at me and he said, have a safe trip. All right. So I usually tend to classify the babes that give ultimatums on a relationship or or more or less like getting into a relationship or getting a proposal and more so actually the proposal and the getting married side of it on like the same exact level as the guys that will bang a babe raw and tell her to take the e-pill or will not care if she's under some form of hormonal contraception or will simply just flat out tell a babe you know what just go and abort like just go and abort i don't really care it's simply just you going and flushing the baby Like, I feel like those two sets of people 
exist in the exact same space it's just that they're probably separated by a wall that has the gender markings on each level because when you kind of look at it guys take relationships very seriously if you see a guy who gets in and out of relationships very easily that person does not take their relationships easily they're pretty much like the babe that will just fuck anything and everyone at any given point like their value in the dating marketplace is actually quite questionable and that's actually kind of why i decided to do the whole comparison thing because men hold the keys to the relationship just the same way women will hold the keys to sex and as a result of of each side holding their keys the repercussions from either actually affect them more than the affect the other person that actually wants them so with babes you'll find that the repercussions of sex will actually affect a woman more so you know there's the pregnancy that will come in and yes i know pregnancy will affect the man as well but you realize that it's the babe that will carry the bump if she has an abortion the kind of psychological trauma will affect the woman and not the man or at least it won't really affect the man as much as it could affect the woman when it comes to stds women are more prone to them as opposed to us men you know because our organs are outside but when you look at a relationship it flips the entire way you know when a divorce happens it's mostly men that are affected when it comes to to happiness in a relationship men are the ones who will be ignored and will continue to suffer time and time again and as long as the woman is happy the relationship is actually going to continue smoothly without too much of an issue so when you look at a guy deciding on whether he's going to propose to this babe whether he wants to marry this babe and choosing to take his time it's understandable because we know the repercussions that can come from making a bad decision in terms of who it is that you want to settle down and have a family with because if you end up having a family with someone that you haven't properly vetted and they end up turning out into a toxic person then it ends up hurting you and possibly the kids or the kids that will come as a result of that relationship if you're looking at the divorce rates you know 80% of divorces are actually initiated by women so you realize that guys are actually on the losing end a lot here so we'll always take a lot more time to vet the person before we can decide to pop the ring in shit also on top of that there's the massive amounts of requirements that you have as a man especially now when you become a husband if you're unable to provide if it was your girlfriend she could up and leave and you could probably survive that shit if it's your wife like you're going to be looked at hell the community might end up looking down on you because you are not doing as well as you expected to be you're expected to be the provider and you seem to be messing up at that and that's a huge part of the reason why a lot of guys will want to second guess a lot of guys will want to take a bit more time to vet that babe before they decide who it is that they want to marry so i hope most of the babes that are busy giving ultimatums actually do get to understand this at some point because it's not that we don't want to or at least it's not that we don't always want to but a lot of times we actually have to do a whole lot of vetting a lot of times us guys actually have to be very calculated with that decision because at the end of it the repercussions of making that decision can actually have a massive blowback on us that a lot of us do not want to go through so we might as well avoid most of the problems that can come with making a bad decision by taking more time so that we can make a good one but anyways that said we should definitely move it on and continue with the tweets of this episode so on to our very next tweet of this episode 
this app has zero consistency because coming over on a first date is a hard no but flying out to a different city on his dime is a yes and first link vacations are also a yes. Okay, so I have a couple of theories on this and I know there's a bunch of babes that are like, oh, it's because if we just come straight to your place, it, it doesn't feel thoughtful and there's little effort and we don't feel as safe as shit. But okay, if you do want to go with that, I am going to just debunk that very quickly. First of all, you feel like you coming over to my place as opposed to me flying you out is a lot less safe and yet you are forgetting that you are probably going to be in a foreign land in a foreign hotel or you know just some place that you're not used to and you think that that's safer than you having the ability to walk out of my house take an uber and just take a quick ride home like you honestly think that that's a much safer option I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the hotel might actually be a lot safer because, you know, you can always call for security and, you know, we can report the matter not unless if I decide to go and pay someone off at the hotel to cover up all of that shit. You know, it's definitely safer. But also, let's look at the thoughtful side of things. Um, You know what? It is probably thoughtful that this man just decided to put money down so that you can take a flight and then go to a hotel that he probably just thought of off the top of his head. As opposed to me telling you to come over to my place where I will actually think of what then I will make for you. I'll probably think of which movie might be nice, probably what nice playlist can keep things in the mood and shit, you know, some nice lounge music and shit. You know, that's a lot less thoughtful than than me booking you into a hotel and then, you know, you having a menu where you get to decide what it is that you get to eat. You know, it also carries a hell of a lot more effort on me as a person, you know, as if my wallet is me as a person. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about this shit. But anyways, I digress. Let me go back to what it is that I was talking about. I was saying that I have a couple of theories as to why it is this seems like a much better option for babes as opposed to the typical just come over to my place for Netflix and chill. One, there's definitely more clout to be had with that shit because a babe will definitely feel like her standards are higher up and, you know, can definitely brag a hell of a lot more when she says, you know what, I have niggas flying this coochie around just to hit you know and there could be a chance that this guy won't hit you know he could hit and either way the fact that you can say that you are flown out actually does give you a certain amount of clout now the other reasoning behind this is it's a lot easier to you know play the deniability game and run away with it because you think about it this guy will fly you out and then when he wants to hit you're like oh i'm on my period or oh we didn't agree on sex and shit and this guy can get pissed and just back off and he'll probably tell you you know what buzz off you leave you go you take a flight you go back and after you've arrived back help maybe even when you're on the flight or maybe even while you're at the airport you know you unfollow this guy and you blocked him so the guy can't reach you or maybe the guy gave lackluster sex and then you decide to avoid this guy unfollow block you know very well there's no chance or there's almost no chance that you're going to meet this guy on the streets because he's from a different area hell if the sex was good if the sex was bad but like the nigga was ugly and you would not want to be associated with that shit you can obviously do the same exact thing and still unfollow block this guy and say that it never happened like there's so much deniability in doing that although i feel like nowadays with today's current trends i feel like most babes are down to being flown out as opposed to netflix and chill for one very important reason because it gives them content to post up on social media because you think about it 
you get a chance to go for a free trip you get a chance to stay at a hotel or you know a pretty nice place and you know you can document that shit you know seem like you're living the high life all while you're probably riding a nigga's dick or while you're giving this guy the false idea that you are going to ride his dick because at the end of it no one's going to know that you're riding a nigga's dick for it the fact that you just seem like you're doing it good or you know you're living the soft life seems a lot more appealing you'll go for that shit no one's gonna start asking you how you ended up doing that shit you can see that you had some money stashed up but you were saving that shit so you can get to save yourself quite a bit of money and also you end up possibly even getting additional pleasure for that shit so if anything you've killed a bunch of birds with that one stone of which that one stone just ended up to be someone's dick either way i feel as though there is not much of a difference it's just that one person is on a plane and the other person isn't but anyways that is entirely up to you and how you feel about it but i am going to move it on so on to our very next tweet a $100,000 salary a year is not a lot of money in 2022. Okay, so this was actually a quoted reply to someone on Twitter who had actually posted up asking people to post their personal finance takes that would probably get them cancelled. Now, do I agree? Do I disagree? It's actually both true and false because the the biggest problem that i feel a lot of people have nowadays is they equate someone's gross salary or net salary down to how much money they have like it's a very generalized way of looking at someone's earnings as opposed to say if a business made like a hundred thousand in profits for that year like in some ways it actually masks a lot of shit because you can be earning one hundred thousand dollars a year but your bills for that year amount to about $95,000. Like at the end of the day, your actual disposable income is about $5,000 that entire year. Is that a lot? No. That could be someone who's earning like 70 or 80k in a year and because of their saving and spending habits and shit, they end up using up probably about 50-60,000 in a year. Now, if you were to go ahead and ask both of those men how much they make in a year, you might find babes will start gravitating towards the guy that makes 100k a year yet in reality the guy that does like 70 80k a year is probably a hell of a lot better than the both of them and you kind of see the same exact thing here in kenya because take for example when i was going to shoot the video version of battle of the sexes episode 96 it's actually on youtube by the way when i was going to my friend's office so that i can do the whole shooting and everything with the gear i took an uber and the uber guy was actually telling me about you know his life about how he had ended up losing his job i think around 2018 2019 and you know he was having issues and shit took a couple of loans and he ended up getting into the uber business as sort of like a last resort now from his regular job that he was having up until he got fired he was doing about 160k a month kenyan now the guy was telling me that after he's paid all of his bills like this was in 2021 towards the end after paying all of his bills putting a bit of money aside towards debt and everything and the mortgage and all of that shit because he actually kind of split his finances very well apparently he had a master's in like financial management and shit now after doing all of the costings and putting the money aside every single day at the end of the month he'd actually have a take home of 120 g's and this is net income actually fuck that it's not even net income it's literally just disposable income so 
you're actually looking at say the guy that has the job that's doing about 300k a month staying in a house of like a hundred and something g's say 150 g's and you know he has other bills he has car loans to pay for and shit and then you realize that for some of them they actually have about say 50k in disposable income now 40 of those g's might end up being miscellaneous spending from like going to the club trying to impress a babe you know taking an impromptu trip and shit you know loaning someone out money and everything but you realize that the uber guy was actually making a hell of a lot more at the end of all of the costings than the person that was making 300k a month from like the desk job and shit so at the end of the day i stopped believing in the idea of looking at how much someone takes home at the end of the month from their job and decided to start focusing on how much disposable income someone actually has after all of the major bills and everything has kind of been put down like that's the actual profit that you as a person will have as a result of you working for your employer and it's unfortunate that most babes don't understand that but i guess each one of us gets taken for a ride someday so you'll probably end up understanding that soon enough. But anyways, I've definitely taken up quite a bit of time on this entire thing and I know I said four tweets and I've only done three. So I guess I'm just gonna handle one very quickly so that we can conclude shit because I don't want to have a continuity issue if I don't edit some shit out or some shit. So anyways, let me move it on. So on to our very final tweet of this episode. There's no dating rules in the real world when the interest is mutual. Y'all just make it work and things fall into place. Y'all need to get off the timeline and get some fresh air. Alright, so I was very, very quick to sort of agree with this tweet the moment I read it when I was just like swiping by. But there was something particularly interesting about it that I found to be quite true. Yes, what was said in very general terms is actually quite true. But if that was the case, I think most relationships where people have a desire for each other would probably be working right off the bat. And guys like me would actually just be feeding you guys a lot of BS, which yes, it happens, but not always. But here's the thing. I think, yes, there are no dating rules per se in the real world when the interest is mutual, provided that both sides are willing to put the work in to actually make the relationship count. Like... It is something that can happen, but it requires that the both of you are giving and you're not giving in a partial sense. Both of you are putting your all into making it work because when that's the case, usually magic happens and it's like everything is a lot easier to deal with because you know your person is riding for you, you're riding for your person, you're gonna go all out for your person and your person's going all out for you. So you can actually work quite well as a team. The problem is, a lot of people, even with mutual interest, will actually give partial amounts of themselves or will give a certain partial amount and then expect the world from the other person. Now, that is usually where that whole push and pull will come in. People will have issues. And even though these guys are like, oh, you know, we want to make it work. It's like you want to make it work, but you're only putting like 50% of the effort that you probably should have put in, which let's be honest. If you put 50% in, you can't be expecting 100% out. Like, there has to be, you know, a pretty good exchange here. And you have to be willing to give 100% out, even though sometimes you might be getting 80, 60, or 40% back. Because that's how relationships are. 
But then again, I might be wrong about this entire thing or I might be right, but I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter, it is at BagakTheD, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook and on Instagram, it is at BreakTimeOnWestSide. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end, and if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly, and I will catch you guys on the next break.